Hey everybody, welcome to A Girl Talks, episode 3. Dear Kobe, thank you for being great. Thank you for giving into the world. Thank you for inspiring more greats out there, future greats, future generation of greats. And thank you for being a staple, an example of good that does exist and that can exist, the will to exist, the ability and probability to be. Um, as I'm quite sure, if you're listening to this episode, you're quite aware of a tragic event that occurred. I was in the studio wrapping up an EP project with... Uh, Jamie, my boyfriend, who's also an artist, and another well-known musician, Saweso. Um, we were in the process of wrapping up this EP when I took a little break to go onto my Instagram. My immediate feed was a post that Worldstar had added claiming that Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. Immediately, I was so upset, like, really? Uh, here's the beginning of this new year and the beginning of all these fake celebrity deaths that always seem to arise on social media, which I will never understand, and I think it's so disgusting. Um, so I got upset, and I was scrolling, scrolling through my feed, and then I saw a post on the shade room. I was baffled. I was like, why do people stretch these type of stories, you know, give people heart attacks and get them upset for no reason? And I decided to go on to CNN just to go watch world news and world-related events. And I had seen a post confirming that Kobe Bryant was in fact in this helicopter that had crashed. And they were unaware of everything. And I, I, I remember just in disbelief, I, I was like, wait, this is for real? And as soon as I went onto their homepage, I saw that it was confirmed. And I immediately told my boyfriend and I immediately told our other bandmate. The looks on their face were like, what? No way. But when they saw my face, it registered soon after. And we were like, what happened? Oh my God. I, you know, you, you want to think that this person can survive this and you don't know what else is happening. You're, you're feeling sorry for whoever might be with him, the pilot, anyone else that might have gotten hurt, you know, any innocent bystander. And as the news continued to develop, you realize that his daughter was on board with him. And again, you're in shock and, and disbelief. It's almost like getting the air knocked out of you. And then come to find out that she was there with two of her friends and their families. It was so, so, so heavy that it made my heart hurt. I know I'm not the only one uh, because in a room filled with four people, we all felt that heaviness, and so did the whole world. It caused me to really tap into feelings and emotions that would exist if I had gotten a phone call, if one of my closest friends had passed away. You know, I was choked up, I was, I was distraught, I was holding back tears, fighting tears from, from, from happening. I, I was really, really, really saddened by it. The only other celebrity that I had ever really felt any type of mourning for was my favorite singer, performer, artist, Selena. I remember mourning her for like three, four months. I kid you not. Um, I had connected with her on a level because music does that. You know, music is one of the most universal, international category of entertainment that brings people together and makes people happy. 
and feel good. And the counterpart to that, growing up, for me, in a household of athletes, soccer players that then have grown up to be coaches themselves, my father who coached my brothers, my brother who coaches his sons, sports has definitely been something that when I was a child, I was very around and invested in. When your siblings are 10, 11 years older than you, they get the controller and they get to control what you get to watch on TV. And uh, ESPN was definitely something that was always on the TV to the point where every time I would hear the it would just get under my skin and just uh, piss me off because it'd always be at like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning and that's not how I wanted to start my days. But I would watch games and I would learn about players and I would see these amazing things. And, and it's undeniable to say that sports is not the same as music. Sports really do unite people and strangers. I've been to various games on and off fields, meaning I've, I've been to baseball fields, basketball courts, football fields, soccer fields, and seeing it in the flesh. And you see how everyone's cheering and chanting and clapping, but then off, whether it be at a, at, in your house, watching it with your, 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 your brothers or your sisters or your friends or your roommates, and, and you're doing the same thing. You're cheering and you're watching and you're chanting. And of course, there comes that competitive drive that exists in all of us who you want your team to win. But overall, I think music and sports really go hand in hand in connecting the world in some way, especially now when we deal with so much that distracts us from being connected. So for me, Kobe Bryant's death was not a personal, I knew him, I met him once, or we were in the same room, or I watched every game, but I did know about him. My father is a huge Lakers fan, so that made me invested in, in that franchise and up to date with everything that was happening. And this man was completely loved by so many people around the world because of his talent, because of his raw gift, because of, of his winning streaks. Um, but for me, I, you know, I'm not a hater, I'm a congratulator. All of that was great and dandy. I just did not like the fact that he had cheated on his wife. I'm like that when it comes to, to Tom Brady. And, I, and I'm saying this to speak truth because I don't want people to be confused to think that, oh my God, she's a, she's a, she's a Kobe fan all of a sudden, or she's a Lakers fan. And this is so much, this is so cool. I want to be very transparent and honest um, because I want to make sense of the feelings that I've been processing over the last couple of days, and, and today marks January 29th, so it's been a few days since this tragic event, and why the first three nights have been the most difficult for me to sleep and toss and turn, and wondering why, and it comes to simple conclusion. It's, it's being human. It's being sympathetic. It's understanding that a husband has been lost, a father has been lost, a daughter, a sister, for the other victims leaving behind children or a spouse, the lives that have been affected by this tragic event. I put myself immediately in the now and I think about how tomorrow really is not promised. I think about how easy it is for us to take life for granted and I reflect on my own personal life. I think about the times when I struggled with a lot of the bullying and I didn't know how to cope with the hurt and the pain. So I thought of ways of hurting myself or ending it all just because it was unbearable. Meanwhile, there are people that are taken away from us way too soon in situations that you would never predict and you would never wish for on anybody who live their life to their fullest and, and, and we're hungry for life and tragically are taken from us because of something like this. And it made me feel so grateful to be alive today. I think about the times when I was a young adult and 
drinking at the club a little too much and knowing well darn not to get in the car because you can get in trouble and also you could potentially get hurt or hurt someone else but thinking you know what it's only a 15 minute drive I'll just be very careful and the many times that that happened and how lucky I am to have not caused an accident have literally taken for granted my life and I think back on times after painful relationships that made me question so many things about myself and where I stand in this crazy thing we called life and just wanting to give up and I reflect on this this tragic event and it makes me really open my eyes and appreciate the good and the bad the pretty and the ugly that makes life so beautiful to live through and to get through because anything can happen. The unimaginable can occur. The fact that this tragic accident happened to a well-known athlete who has done tremendous things in his industry, in his field, in, his, in the sports world. Again, I know a lot about Mr. Bryant. A lot that I didn't know because I decided to watch some documentaries and, and look it up and read and, 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 and fulfill my mind because one of the things here on a Girl Talks podcast is that we need to always educate ourselves. So I remember the young me, the 22-year-old me, that felt like, oh my God, I lost all respect for Kobe because he cheated on his wife and that's not cool and she was pregnant. And then just cutting it, like like just cutting that, that string off just so cold turkey and being like, ugh, I don't like that. But I never said that the man was not talented. I would never deny that the guy was talented. To me though, I felt like talent and fame and money is not greater than loyalty, love, and family. And that's where my tug of war came in. So his passing compared to the passing of Selena Quintanilla are different and the same. Different because one woman I completely idolized and she was murdered by one of her closest friends and, and you don't even, you, the president of her fan club. How can that happen? And then this man here who I do have respect for him as an athlete, but I recall not being a fan after the whole personal thing that happened, but realizing that we're all human. No one is perfect. But one thing about this man that I then found out is that he made it a priority. He made it an effort to become a different person. Because you don't need to be a diehard Laker fan or a diehard Kobe fan or a sports fanatic to respect and admire a person while they're alive or after they're passing. I see a lot of negative as well as the positive being written about him. Things that have happened so long ago that it's been handled, it's been taken care of. And I think it's so disrespectful to be bringing those things up but maybe it's very necessary for some people. For anyone that wants to bring up his mistakes, his flaws from the past, um, in times of tribute, in times of mourning, uh, shame on you because it is not the place or time or even your place. For those that don't know, know that he was a musician. That's actually how he met his wife on set. Um, she was one of the video models and it was very cute that in the documentary I saw, um, there was real footage of their engagement together. You could see how googly eye he was. You can see him clearly blushing and to know that they were able to survive what they survived as a couple in an industry where people literally leave you and take it all and continue to move on lavishly. They stuck it through. And one of the key points that he mentioned in that documentary was some real truth that his wife Vanessa told him and made him open his eyes and I think contributed to the process of growing up because again he was just a kid and again what kid here was perfect what human here has never made a mistake um, she had told him that she did not want her daughters to grow up in a broken family. She did not want her daughters to have to live that life and that 
although she was not happy with him, she knew very well that she could just pick up, take her kids, and take it all. Keep the kids, keep the house, keep the lifestyle. But she didn't want that. She, her love for her children weighed more than all that. And she said, that, she said this to him. I would much rather keep this family together and protect them while you do your thing than to take it all from you. And I think that when a real woman says that, a real man will step up. God blessed Kobe, not with just one daughter, not just with two, not with just three, but four daughters. I'm pretty sure that the man has grown to regret his past behavior. I think being a father of daughters can change a man and a man's perspective by a lot. Some of the posts that I have posted, um, this one girl said she could not believe that me, being a survivor of domestic violence, would be supporting a rapist. I do talk about my experience with domestic violence a lot. I do that because I try to use my voice, my platform, to bring awareness and shed some light to victims that are currently being abused. I replied back to her and I said, you know, it's really not the place nor the time to be talking about this. And not that it matters, but, you know, this was already trialed. It was taken care of. It was handled. The most important thing is that he admitted his mistakes. He took charge of what happened and he apologized. And I also then reflected it with me. If, if my abuser would have just apologized, I mean, really, sincerely apologize or even apologize at all, it would really change the way I coped and healed. Sometimes a sincere apology can help heal wounds a lot sooner and a lot better and a lot easier. You're taking responsibility of the pain and the hurt you caused and you're acknowledging me. You're acknowledging me and what you've done. And by simply apologizing, that can help any person who has been hurt whether physically, emotionally, mentally. You have to respect a person, especially a person at his stature of celebrity, of his status of elite athleticism. For him to be able to fess up, own up, admit, and then move on and forward. And as I mentioned, after that point moving forward, the last 15 years, he has given a lot of himself to the world, to the world, to the sport, to the universe, to the energy that revolves around us. And um, you can't be mad at that. You can't be mad at that at all. For those that don't know, Kobe immediately went to the NBA after he graduated high school. I didn't know that fun fact until I watched a documentary. It was called The Muse. And in that documentary, you get to learn the Kobe before the NBA. You get to learn that his father played basketball overseas and was famous and traveled from country to country, city to city with his family. And because of that, he never really had a stable location, a place to call his friends to grow up with and share childhood stories with. They were just simply rare moments that he could experience if he was lucky whenever he went from country to country, city to city, until his father finally moved back to the United States. And that's where Kobe really, really took pain, which we all can relate to. And he invested it into the craft of basketball. He played it all out, basically. He played all of his emotions and put it out on the court where he felt like he could truly unleash this beast. And I think that's exactly where the Mamba mentality really started. A lot of people want to say that it started in the midst of his NBA career, but if you want to really look at the psyche of it all, I'd like to argue that it manifested into something way beyond his years before the NBA. I want to lay out a fun fact that Mamba mentality came about after watching a Quentin Tarantino Kill Bill movie. Kobe actually gave himself that nickname. 
And it's crazy to know that he gave himself that nickname and how it stuck. Because those type of things, when it's the truth and it's legit, will stick. A kid is what he was when he got drafted into the NBA. And a fun fact is that he originally got picked by a different team. And on the same day, he was picked up by the Lakers. Something that he had spoken to in existence from early on. And that was really cool to find out too. Because I'm very big on speaking things into existence, into energy. The universe is involved with a lot of energy. Looking at high school articles, a high school yearbook, and seeing the quotes that he would say is that I'm going to the NBA. I'm going to be a Laker. And he became a Laker. And he stood a Laker for 20 years, 20 years in the same team. That's, that's loyalty and dedication there by, by, by so, you got to respect that. You know, so many people, players sometimes will bounce from team to team because they got the eye on the prize. An example that we can all pinpoint with LeBron James, you know, Laker player, then went back to his hometown, then, you know, he's been bouncing back and forth and now he's back in the Lakers. I think that with Kobe's death, it's easy for me to make a fair assumption that LeBron James will stay with the Lakers to the very end. So imagine being a high school kid, fulfilling your biggest dreams, and being in the NBA. Growing up in front of these cameras that become a part of it, you become a public figure. You don't, you didn't ask for that. All you wanted was just to be a player. Play your heart out. Wear the jersey. Be like these people he idolized and grew up and watched. One of them was Michael Jordan, who by the way, if you ever seen back-to-back footage of them it's sort of eerie how much they marry each other but how different they were and the thing about Kobe is and everybody that I've heard interviews about is he really he really was invested in studying he really was dedicated in becoming better and that motive happened after the Lakers went to the championships and they lost. That opened up his eyes and realizing, you know what? I gotta take this more serious. I gotta put in more work. I'm here. I I spoke this into the world. And now that I'm here, I gotta prove it to myself that I'm destined for greatness. It's inarguable that he was born with this talent, with this gift. So many of us are not. (laughs) So for him to have been born with this talent and for this gift, to go in harder than the average other person who had equal talent, it speaks volumes to not be just reliant on your talent and your gift, to take it serious. It is your job. It is your craft. It is your passion. But the man was not perfect. He was just a child when these things happened. In the end, he soon proved to grow. He grew in this very imperfect, flawed, vulnerable way never covering it up as so many people in that position can and will. I think at a certain point, it had to just throw your hands up in the air and I'm sorry. And for anyone who who is upset that he's being idolized, bringing up his past charges, I just want to say it's not the right time to do that. There was a time to do that when he was alive, and if nobody was doing that while he was alive, then there's no reason to do this now that he's dead. Let the man rest in peace. It's easy to say that once this happened in his life, the public announcement of the charges that were made on him, it's easy to say that after that, within those past 10, 15 years, he changed. He grew. He gave of himself. He became a different person. And that happens only in time. It doesn't happen in a week. It doesn't happen in a month. It doesn't happen in a year. In the last 15 years, this man has done so much for his sports community, for the world community, opening schools around the world to teach people that find basketball to be their savior, whether it's to live a better life 
or to get out of a situation and make something of it to just learning how to understand discipline and how to implement good work ethic charities that he created and foundations that he gave and was a part of the list is so long it's impressively long not a lot of celebrities do these type of things not a lot of celebrities are even connected to or affiliated with one nonprofit or or organization but this man changed and that's where i feel like a lot of people who continued moving forward and being his fan and continued moving forward and idolizing him understood that even Superman wasn't perfect. There's a deep connection and relatableness when it comes to Kobe. And I think a lot of it comes with seeing how life continued after basketball, seeing the human in this superhero seeing how when the cape came off, this person moved on to becoming and doing greater things. It's insane how he won an Oscar. He went on to write a book. He went on to become a coach for his child's basketball team. His child who, God rest her soul, had so much talent in her DNA, who loved the sport, just as much as her father, who Kobe had quoted was better than him at her age, who was destined for so much, and it's heavy, because I have a niece, because I have siblings, because I have nephews, because I have parents, because I have someone that I love, soon to be husband one day. It's just heavy. It just doesn't make sense. And when things don't make sense, you begin to question, question so many things and you ask why why did this have to happen how is this even right i don't think i've ever questioned god except for when my grandmother passed away on my father's birthday which by the way it happens to be today my dad's birthday after this recording i'm gonna go have dinner with him and my mom and jamie and my brother just catch up on family Family. Family is very important to me. And to see how much it was important for Kobe, he was just human. Just human. It's okay for me to be shaken. It's okay for you to be shaken. It's okay for the world to be in mourning. Whether you loved him and watched him every single game or you're just learning about him for the first time, it's okay to be shaken up by it. If you've ever cared for someone, loved someone, then you'd understand the feeling of something like this hit home. They always say that it's more likely to get into a car accident than to have any accidents in air. So when something like this happens, it, it only feeds some of the paranoia or some of the uh, phobias that you might have with when it, when it comes to flying. And before I traveled on airplanes by myself, uh, I never really had such a big issue with flying, except for my very first time I flew alone. And I remember it was a really tough, tough flight. It was very turbulent. It had been raining. You could see the lightning. You could hear the thunder. You could see people around you praying and some people crying. And it's just... Oh my God, you know, you feel that feeling of we're going to go down, I'm going to die. And I remember that feeling and I take that feeling and I think about the feeling they, they might have been feeling. I think about Kobe, who is a father, who's there with his daughter and the other parents that were there with their children. And you're supposed to be brave. You're supposed to, to protect your child. You're supposed to be, they're everything. How do you, how do you, how do you? calm your child who's frightened and tell them everything's going to be okay when you know that it's not like that's got to be really tough Kobe had to have known the other parents on that aircraft that helicopter had to have known and all you can do is just be that superhero that you are as a parent
you know, my my parents, as I mentioned, I'm I'm very close to them. And I think of the times that I have been hurt by people that they wish they could have been there to protect me and to and to help me and to make sure that I was safe and and how how helpless they felt knowing that I was alone in these things such as domestic violence, such as the bullying. And I relate that feeling of watching them hurt. And I just think, oh my gosh, so many thoughts had to have been running through this man's mind. Like I'm the one that uses this helicopter. We're here right now. This is happening. I have no way to control. I don't know what's going to happen. And then when you do know what's going to happen, and that's the last thing that you want to think of, you're there. You step up. You're there for your child. You put aside any type of fear, any type of emotion, and you're there for your child. You're their hero. And it's tragic because, as I mentioned with his daughter Gianna, I think there's a huge difference between the bond of a daughter and her father than with their mother. Mom, if you're listening to this, I love you. (laughs) I'm not saying that I love dad more. I love you both equally. There's a relationship, there's a dynamic that is definitely different when it comes to a father and a daughter. And I think a lot of that is because a father's job is to protect their daughter. It's the first person their daughter admires and looks up to and falls in love with it's the example of what they are going to be looking for in the next man they choose to love and my father and I are very close we've always been and the one thing that I'm very happy about my dad is that he's always allowed me to be myself and even though that might have caused some canas verdes, that's basically gray hair. Um, if you're going to translate it, it's actually green hair. I gave them some canas verdes. They allowed me to be who I am today. My father and his way of being a stand-up man, being a good role model for my brothers, being a good example of a human being. And I use that connection that I have with my father and I think of exactly that when I see these pictures of Kobe and Gianna. And I see that love, that immense love, that immense admiration. And it registers in a way that makes me super connected to this reasoning as to why I'm, I'm so upset. And again, we can't forget the other lives that are on there. That we're, we're also heading to the game, friends of Gianni, teammates of Gianni. And they didn't wake up having a clue that this was going to be happening. This is why we need to really live our days as if it, it, it can be our last because you never know. Nothing is promised tomorrow today. Kanye said that in a song. As cliche as the saying is, you never know what's going to happen. Life is too short. You got to appreciate where life has taken you and brought you and placed you. Because life is not perfect either. You're going to go up and down this roller coaster of, of emotions, of, of scenarios, of circumstances. And this is one. This is definitely one for me. Kobe was more than just a basketball player. He was a husband. He was a father. He was a mentor. He was a friend. He was a voice to the world. He was the light. He, he was definitely, he, there was a lot of light. As much as he was loved, he was hated. Either because it was sports related and their team, you know, was, was constantly getting in the way of other people's championships. But that's what happens sometimes in the sports world. But the respect has always been there undeniably for this man. He was an artist. If you watched him, it's, you would know how fluid he was in the court. More fluid than Michael Jordan. You'd also know how he was just so great and powerful 
without being too much like LeBron James, who's more overpowering. He will always be remembered as one of the most iconic men in sports and in the world. He is a legend. He was a living legend, and he will continue to be a legend moving forward. I know that Kobe would talk a lot about Mamba mentality, and uh, as a Virgo, I would call it AKA, it's a Virgo mentality. But I think there is a complexity when it comes to the Mamba mentality that only Kobe could really explain, that no astrologer could say or talk about in an article or in a post or in a meme. And I'll share with you here the exact words of Kobe. And I'm gonna pick this up real quick. Hey, mom. Okay. Okay, I love you. That was my mom. So what is Mamba mentality? And I quote, Mamba mentality is all about focusing on the process and trusting in the hard work when it matters most. It is the ultimate mantra for the competitive spirit. And it started just as a hashtag that came to me one day and it's grown into something athletes and even non-athletes embrace as a mindset. It's crazy how this man has manifested so many things. I, I think it's it's his intuitiveness that he honed in because it's not a coincidence. It's not a mistake. It's not he was destined and put onto this earth to really be a staple and example, I believe, of what hard work and dedication and love is. Which for me, by the way, after all that had happened, I, I rewatched his uh, his film, Dear Basketball. And it was a no-brainer as to why this man won an Oscar. I did not know that he won an Oscar for that, but he did. And the man was an artist. He was an artist to know the great potential of what more he could tackle on and put on his resume of life. It's tragic that we can't see those things, but we know that greatness would have continued going on on top of greatness, on top of greatness, on top of greatness, on top of greatness. That Mamba mentality has inspired so many people around the world. It's helped people get through so much. So right now, for as hard it is for some people to make sense of this tragedy and to get up because it hits you in the gut, it hits you in the soul, it feels like one of your best friends had passed away, even if you knew this man or if you didn't. I think that it's safe to say that Kobe would just want you to take on a new day with one step moving forward, taking one step after the other, and to remember him and to celebrate him and his daughter and the people that were on board this January 25th of 2020. One of the things that I told my parents when I was talking about this with them I related back to my first experience traveling by myself on the plane and, and, and having a sense of fear, but also having a sense of peace and saying, you know what, if this is how I'm supposed to go, then I'm going to go without being afraid. And again, it's easier said than done because I'm not going to lie, not too long ago, very recently, I was nothing but indulged in fear and it was a private plane and even though I have that, if this is how it's going to happen, this is how it's going to happen mentality, I was not there mentally. But knowing Kobe's life legacy, knowing his mentality, I want to say and be assertive when I say this, that I feel like he died in peace. I feel that, yes, he could have easily been afraid, but I feel like he knows and has always known how to take a negative and turn it into a positive. And it makes me feel a little happy to know that he honed it, accepted it, and he owned it. And it makes me feel a little bit easier to try to think of what Gianni and her father are doing right now up in heaven. And that's just 
playing hoops and watching down and protecting their family and their friends and their loved ones. And if we're going to learn anything about this man with his lifelong legacy that he leaves behind, it's to be true to yourself, to work hard, to love hard, to stay grounded, to learn, and to grow. Prior to Kobe's death, I dealt with and handled in a way of not wanting any negative energy uh, attached to an old friend that we had parted ways. Um, we had our reasons, words were, were exchanged, and um, it wasn't pretty, right? So I want to say six months ago, I decided to take it upon myself. It just hit me. It just felt like it was something that I needed to do. It just it just hit me in that instant that I wanted to reach out and just say, I forgive you for everything. And if at any given point I might have reciprocated any hurt, then I am sorry as well. And I said it and I felt great. Rewind to now, um, as I, I was reading the news, watching the news, I immediately thought of this person without a second, without another doubt, without anything else to conflict my mind, my decision. I picked up the phone and I and I reached out and I I shared my condolences to them because I knew and I know how much this person idolized Kobe, lived Kobe, breathed Kobe, he like literally studied Kobe, looked up to Kobe, and I knew that for him, Kobe was my Selena. Losing Kobe has affected a lot of people that knew him immediately and to open their eyes and really reflect. And then the most recent interview, Shaq broke down in tears, not only sharing stories of Kobe and remembering him in a tribute that ESPN had just a few, just a day ago. Um, he broke down and said that he knows that he has to reach out, reach out that he lacks doing that and that he's going to do his very best to change that and to reach out and tell people that he loves them, his colleagues, his friends, his family, because life is too short and you never know what can happen. You could hear and you can see as the tears pour down his face how much of an epiphany he had and how much of a loss he's suffering. And not just with the loss of Kobe, but also for Gianna and also for his sister and his father, who he most recently lost and all that will combine and, and really have you evaluate yourself. So pick up the phone, call a friend, call a family member, remind them that you love them, remind them that you think of them. Be kind to others, project positive into this dark world that so desperately needs more love, more good, more light. There are so many great people who have outpoured their stories that they shared with Kobe. And one thing that's common, whether you're a mega celebrity or news reporter, is that he was humble. He, this great human being was just so humble. One of the stories that I came across about the relationship Kobe has with his daughter was a story that Kobe Bryant himself shared in an interview. Um, he shared that so many fans would always approach him and ask, when are you and your wife, Vanessa, going to try again for a boy? And... His daughter, Gianna, who happened to be around, stepped in and said, no, I got this. And you could see how proud Kobe was sharing this story and how much he believed in his daughter's ability, talent, will, and drive. And um, when you look at the pictures and you see the way they smile at each other, the way they look at each other, the way they embrace each other, it is that bond that a daughter has to their father. It's a perfect picture example of it. Um, I count my blessings for the relationship that I have with my father because I know some people lose their fathers, never get to meet their fathers, or don't have that type of relationship with their father. So I'm very grateful for, for the relationship that I have with mine. 
one of the other things that I, I came across that Kobe spoke about was how he enjoyed being a girl's dad. He appreciated and loved being a father to girls. In fact, he said it was such a great title for him to have, to be a father of, of daughters. To him, he didn't look at it as gender. He just looked at it as, these are, these are my princesses that will one day be a queen. And um, I also saw a story that Jimmy Fallon had shared the first time he met Kobe Bryant. And, and in this story, you, you, you basically learn how humble Kobe was at a party. Um, he volunteered himself to go do a beer run. Same night he met Jimmy, a newbie in the block, a young comedian. Hey, you want to come take this ride? Um, he managed to get beer and bring it to the party and come to the rescue. Hooray! But what Jimmy said that they were kids when they first met, and to know that that friendship between Kobe and his continued to live on as the years went on, and that it was undeniably true how exciting it was to share stories as fathers, fathers to daughters. That's the type of man he was. Those type of stories, to me, outweigh the amount of rings, the amount of trophies, the, the amount of wins and I know that we all know that Kobe was very much about winning and that competitive mamba mentality. With it, there's a yin to the yang. And that groundedness, that humility, that relatability, um, it's, it's very, it, that is something to admire. To be able to be at the top of your A game, on top of the world, on top of the totem pole, but yet be able to come down and have your feet firmly planted onto the ground. Is amazing. Another story that I heard was from uh, one of his uh, friends who is a basketball player, and this is where the power of existence is very powerful. And whether we, we, we mean it or not, words are very, very strong and very affirmative. He shared that Kobe would always say, I want to die young. I want to die young. Now, I don't know if he had ever said this most recently, but he definitely did when he was younger. And I think that when you're younger and you're, you know, you're not thinking about kids or anything like that. When you're saying, I want to die young, I want to be immortalized, I want to be remembered forever, I want to die young, you want to be that legend, that icon. And it's crazy to, to see that he has, in fact, died young. And I don't think that he would have ever imagined his death being alongside his own daughter, who was just beginning to live her beautiful young life. It's very tragic. It's very sad. Uh, we must always be mindful of the power of the spoken word, the power of, of affirmation. I can't even imagine what Vanessa, Kobe Bryant, Gianna's mother, Kobe Bryant's wife, could be enduring. You know, it's been a few days, and I and my thoughts, my prayers, have been going out for her and her family and the families of everyone that died. John, Carrie, and Alyssa Altobelli. Christina Mauger, Sarah and Peyton Chester, Ara Zambayan, Kobe, and Gianna Bryant. It's got to be really tough. It's got to be tough. I don't know where she will gather her strength to move forward with this, but I'm sure she will think and honor, think of Kobe and honor his mentality, that Mamba mentality. I know that he really spoke it up a lot with his children and I'm sure with his wife and I, it's easier said than done um, it doesn't get better the reality of things sinking in does not make the process of grieving easier it's just tackling it a day at a time is all you can do with any loss and like I said I've experienced losses where I questioned God and my faith um in relation to it when my grandmother passed away on my father's birthday, the woman that gave him birth, his mother, his mother that he adored, you just try to make sense of things and realize that you can't make sense of things, you can't question things, you have to just remember them and try to feed the soul. The soul needs to be fed with love. I just picked up my phone because I wanted to see what was happening with the post that Vanessa had posted and she made a formal statement. They always say that a, a 
your partner is a mirror reflection of who you are and what you are. Um, and there's no doubt about it that Vanessa is definitely Kobe's mirror, soulmate, twin flame. I told my boyfriend, I don't know, but something about me, my inner gut just tells me that because they're well off, she's going to do something for the people that were on the flight, that were in that helicopter. Whether it's financially, whether it's physically, emotionally, even being there for them. I just feel like Kobe is that type of man that rubs off on people, and I feel like she's that type of woman too. And as I read, I'm not in awe, I'm not surprised. And here she is, she said, In honor of our team, Mamba Family, the Mamba Sports Foundation has set up the Mamba on Three Fund to help support the other families affected by this tragedy. To donate, please go to Mamba on Three. That literally just gave me some goosebumps because she's thinking of ways to be able to help other people. Meanwhile, she's also experiencing the very same loss and pain they are. And I am so damn sure that Kobe is looking down and smiling so proud at his wife. And Gigi is up there so proud to say that's my mom. It's beautiful to be able to think of others, to be able to give back to others, to be so selfless in uh, such a selfish world. And I'm, I'm completely moved by it. Wow. But you never know what this thing life will throw you. You never know what phone call you can get that can change your life, your world. So appreciate the life that you have now. Be grateful for the people. Remember that the smallest and significant, most pettiest things don't matter. Shake it off. Leave it in the past. Bury it. Move forward. Grow. And keep that mamba mentality alive. For anybody that has anything negative to say to you for mourning a celebrity's loss, whether you were a fan of their, whether you were a fan of the, whether you were a fan of theirs from the from day one, or you're a fan of them now, do not give them the energy. Learn how to take a negative and turn it into a positive. That's what this man was very great at. Dear Kobe, thank you sincerely. A girl talks podcast. Sending you all a big hug. After you hear this, pick up the phone, call someone you love, or call all the people you love and just remind them that you love them. Don't do text because sometimes people don't even be reading that nowadays. They scroll past it and it's not the same. Stay connected. It takes a couple of seconds just to do that. Appreciate the life you have and live it to the fullest. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're interested in a topic, an episode that you want me to produce, please email me at a girl talks podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow a girl talks on Instagram. It is a girl talks uh, for motivational quotes as time develops and continues to grow. Um, there'll be behind the scenes, some clips, maybe even photos. But I really want a Girl Talks podcast to be a place for a conversation. So thank you for sitting down and listening to this podcast. Dear Kobe, you will always be remembered, never forgotten. Mamba out.